0: Welcome to the Health, Wealth, and Wisdom Podcast. I'm your host, Nicole Hagen, a nutrition coach, entrepreneur, food freedom expert, and forever a recovering disordered eater. I am here to help you own your enoughness, find your very own food freedom, and achieve your health and wellness goals in a way that gives more than it takes. Each week, I will provide you with insight and inspiration surrounding no-nonsense nutrition, mindset, motivation, body image, confidence, and other wellness wisdom. Welcome back, squad, to episode number 35 of the Health, Wealth, and Wisdom podcast. The past several weeks, I have brought you some amazing guests to talk about some hot topics, but today solo episode for you because recently in my Facebook group, I opened up conversation around the topic of sports nutrition. How many of you are working out only to not see results? And a whopping 40% of people said, me, I'm working out, I'm busting my butt in the gym or on the court or on the track, and I'm not seeing the results that I want. And that's ridiculous. So I realized that there is this population who is working out, executing these healthy habits, but something's missing. We are not producing the results that we want. And if it's not the exercise, it has to be the nutrition. And we're gonna dive deep into that today. Talking about sports nutrition, how you can fuel your performance, and your fat loss, if that happens to be your goal, and get the biggest bang out of your time and your energy. Now, before I dive deep into this topic of sports nutrition, I want to just throw it out there that this is not going to be relatable for everyone. If you are not yet at a place where you are working on intentional movement, if you are not at a place where you're getting workouts, that's okay. Right? We all have to start somewhere. This podcast episode is, however, going to be geared towards the woman who is intentionally moving, whether that's in the gym, on the track, in a weight room, it doesn't matter. The athlete, the recreational exerciser who's frustrated because you're getting there, but you're not getting the results from the effort that you're putting in. What the hell? Nutrition is so important when it comes to performance. And there are so many benefits to putting in high quality food so that we get out high quality results, right? What we put in, we can expect out. And when it comes to sports nutrition, eating the right thing and in the right quantity can help us perform better but also see better results because we can ward off hunger, we can encourage appropriate hydration, We can maintain our blood sugar and we can encourage our body to respond in such a way where she wants to lose fat or gain muscle or whatever your goal happens to be. Nutrition is what's going to get you there. Now, I do believe that some of us just aren't following a great training program. I have seen, as a personal trainer myself, people come into the gym and they just do dumb shit. Maybe they're thinking of exercise as punishment. So I just have to get there. I have to burn 100 calories or 500 calories. And then I get to go home. And if that's your attitude, you're not going to get very far (laughs) because you are training harder, not smarter. And we'll talk about that in a second. I am fortunate to be married to an amazing strength coach and personal trainer who understands that more is not always better when it comes to training you wanna be doing as little as possible with the most effective results because training is hard on your body. And so if we just go in there crushing weights without appropriate form or without appropriate progressions, if we just go in there to run miles after miles on the treadmill without any proper fueling strategy or recovery strategy, we're asking for it. We are asking for it. So how can you set yourself up for the best possible results? Nutrition. I always, when I go to speak to a group of athletes, ask them, how would you feel if someone beats you on the soccer field or the tennis court or the basketball court because they ate a better breakfast than you? And everybody freaks out, like nobody wants that. I can control my breakfast. So if that's the deciding factor of who beats who on or off the field, well, gosh, I'm gonna pay more attention to my nutrition. And you may not be an athlete You might not be on a sports team anymore, but the rule still applies. What you put in directly affects what you get out. What exactly you should be eating and how much exactly you should be eating is very goal dependent. And what I mean by that is, why the hell are you working out to begin with? Are you doing it just to stay healthy? If so, that's great, cool. Are you working out because you want to see fat loss? Are you working out because you're trying to put on muscle mass or are you working out for a particular sport or competition? We can't likely do all of those things at the same time, at least not well. And so you have to pick a direction and run hard after it. What is the purpose of your workouts? And if you don't have an answer to that question, you probably need to take a step back and reevaluate because while working out just to work out can be a great stress reliever for some people, if you're looking for results, you could be training smarter, not harder, and seeing the results that you're looking for. 40% of you are putting in the work. Do you know how hard it is to get to the gym these days? Like between your work and your family obligations and taking the dog to the vet and your doctor's appointment. It's insane. So if you are getting to the gym, first of all, give yourself a pat on the back because you are prioritizing you in some way, shape, or form. But almost half of you are failing to see the results from that time, so here we go. Number one reason why I see people not getting results is exactly what I just mentioned. They're focused on training harder, checking off the box, not training smarter, and actually running hard after purpose. You may be thinking of exercise as just something I have to do to burn calories, but if that's the case, you are probably going to eat all those calories back very quickly, it's very easily done, and then your workout is sort of a wash. Now, yes, your heart is still getting the benefit of whatever exercise you're performing, but as far as results go, nada. So make sure you know the purpose behind your workouts. Is this a strength workout Are you looking to preserve and maintain the muscle mass that you have? Are you focusing on upper body today, a lower body, or is it a total body workout? Are you going focused on cardio today? Do you just want a recovery ride on the stationary bike? Are you just taking an easy jog out around your neighborhood? Or are you going to do some interval work? Are you doing speed sprints? What is the purpose of your workout? And if you don't know, might be something to look into. Because not all workouts are created the same. Sure, you can do a bunch of burpees and burn a bunch of calories, but like I said, you'll probably just eat that back. And those burpees aren't really doing you any favors. Like, where are you going with those? But that's a conversation for another day. I'm not a burpee fan if you can't tell. Number two, you're not eating the right amount. This is probably the biggest barrier I see to why people aren't getting the results that they want. They are either overeating or undereating and not adequately fueling their performance. So I mentioned it's very easy to eat back your workout calories. If I go plug along on the treadmill for several miles. I burned several hundred calories. That's cool. But then I feel like, Hmm, I deserve to have the ice cream tonight. I really do. Or you know what? I'm going to have that second beer because I ran and that's fine. If that's why you're working out, it's basically a wash. I burn 300 calories. I'm going to eat or drink 300 calories. Cool. It at least won't contribute to weight gain. But most of us are probably pursuing a fat loss goal, in which case, you know, you must eat fewer calories than you expend. If you eat back exactly the same amount of calories that you burn, you can expect to maintain your weight just because you work out does not give you free reign to eat whatever you want and drink whatever you want unless you don't care about weight loss. In which case, now you're building in a little bit more flexibility to your diet. Sure, you can exercise just to give yourself a little bit of wiggle room with more fun foods and beverages. That's fine. What is the goal? Goal dependent is kind of the big thing that we have been targeting thus far. If you're eating too much, you will not see progress. Even if you're going to the gym and you're eating more than your body needs, you will gain weight. If you're training for something and you need more fuel, more energy, and yet you're eating very little, your workout is null and void. Your body doesn't have enough energy to get through the day, let alone to execute an efficient workout. And this is the boat that I was in when I struggled with disordered eating. I pushed myself to work out every day. I ran miles and miles every day, but I didn't have the calories to give. And so that had some pretty unfortunate consequences. Because I wasn't putting in enough energy that I expected my body to put out, my body was forced to pull from bone density, to pull from muscle. So I lose all those really important things for health, longevity, and quality of life, which ultimately I had to deal with, right? Like those consequences came back to bite me in the butt. Most of us, if fat loss is the goal, are eating too much. Even if we're working out, we then overcompensate because as humans, we are notorious for overestimating how many calories we burn and underestimating how many calories we eat. They've done a million research studies on this and every outcome is the same. If someone were to ask you, how many calories did you eat today? You would underestimate because you just are so out of touch with how many calories you actually consume. You think you're getting two tablespoons of peanut butter, you're actually getting four. You think that you just grabbed a handful of those pretzels or nuts on the kitchen countertop and you actually grabbed three throughout the day. You think that bite or seven of your kid's mac and cheese isn't gonna do anything, but it could be 300 calories worth. The 300 calories you burned at the gym earlier that day. So it's not your fault, it's just that we need to become more aware of how many calories our body needs versus how many we're actually feeding it. Could be that you're eating too little. Most of the time, it's that you're eating too much. And of course, I don't know which boat you fall into because I'm not really sure where you're at listening to this podcast or what your nutrition looks like right now. So if I can help you personally, shoot me a message. Find me on Instagram, Nutrition with Nicole. Find me on Facebook, Nutrition Coaching with Nicole. And let's talk about what you're eating and how much you're working out and whether or not it's sufficient. If you listen to your body, my friend, you will know. Are you exhausted every day? Are you forcing yourself to get to the gym? Or do you feel energetic and like you want to go? Does your workout feel like you're dragging through the whole thing? Or do you feel like you have enough energy and you're vibrant throughout the day? Your workout leaves you feeling even better, not worse. Are you sleeping well? Things like that, those kinds of metrics, I have my clients track them each and every week because those are most important. The scale will fluctuate, your clothing sizes will fluctuate, but those things tell us, hey, how's your body working on a day-to-day basis, which is so very important. We're just really bad at listening to it. And the third reason why I see people not getting results, despite the fact that they're putting in time at the gym, is because they're not eating the right things protein and carbs specifically, which we're going to dive really deep into here in a second. Before I start talking about macronutrients, I want to make sure that if you're tuning in, you have listened to podcast episode number 25. It's part three of the fat loss that lasts mini series, but I talk all about macronutrients. And if you haven't listened to that podcast episode, It's going to be tough for you to keep up with what I'm about to dive into next, because the two most important macronutrients for an active population are protein and carbohydrates. And if you are not eating a sufficient amount of either of those two macronutrients, you will struggle. Your results will struggle. So let's talk about protein. Protein, many, many sources to choose from. You've got poultry, you have turkey, you have fish, you have steak, you have eggs, Greek yogurt, cottage cheese, tofu, edamame, protein powders, things of that sort. And protein can also come from plant-based sources like beans and lentils. I already mentioned tofu or tempeh or things like that. What your protein comes from is up to you, personal preference. However, Animal sources of protein are higher in protein, which means if you are a vegan or plant-based athlete, it is going to be more challenging for you to get enough protein and you will likely need to supplement with a powder. Protein is so important for an active population because it will help you maintain and even if it's your goal, increase your muscle size that's super important for anyone who wants to be healthy but also body composition so when we say muscle sometimes we get scared like oh i don't want to be bulky it takes a lot of hard effort to gain muscle mass so unless that is intentionally your goal you will not get bulky you're not working hard enough to get bulky muscle mass is so important because what you're really looking for is to lose body fat which makes your muscles more defined. But if you don't have any muscles there to begin with, you will probably be upset with what you see. (laughs) And sometimes people term that as skinny fat. You want to maintain and preserve the muscle mass that you have, that is important. Protein will help you do that. Protein can also reduce the markers of muscle damage. So obviously when you're working your muscles, you're tearing your muscle fibers, that does some damage, but they recover faster and help you adapt to your exercise over the longer term when you are consuming a sufficient amount of protein. Protein also floods your bloodstream with amino acids, the building blocks of proteins, when your body needs them most, and this boosts your muscle building capabilities. So not only is it helping you to decrease the damage you're doing to your muscles, but it's also going to help them recover effectively. This is necessary, people. You are. Should be consuming protein at most meals. A serving is about 25 grams or about the size of your palm. Gentlemen, two servings. But I'm going to speak mostly to the ladies since that's my primary target audience. If you are active and your goal is fat loss, you should be eating around one gram of protein per pound of body weight. An example. A 150-pound female who's looking to lose weight and is exercising should eat about 150 grams of protein per day. Now, I'm gonna be honest with you. That's hard as hell if you aren't getting protein at every meal. That has to be an intentional effort. And this is something that I work with my clients on regularly because not only does protein help us preserve our muscle mass, protein is also the most satiating macronutrient. So I feel fuller for longer when I eat protein compared to when I don't. This is important when it comes to fat loss, because if I don't feel satiated, guess what? I'm eating like the hungry, hungry hippo all day long, which means I eat more than my body needs. And I'm not in a caloric deficit. Ergo, no fat loss could be why you're not seeing progress because you're not eating enough protein. Protein is paramount both before and after exercise. Now, what does that look like in your everyday life? Well, it depends on when you're exercising and how you like to eat and structure your meal times. I want you to get protein within two to three hours before your workout and within two to three hours after your workout. If you're going home to a meal after you finish your workout, that's sufficient. Make sure that meal includes a full 25 gram serving of protein and you're golden. However, if you're going to run errands for several hours, pick up your kids from school, and you're not gonna get any nutrients post-workout or pre-workout, now that's a problem because now you are no longer fueling and or recovering effectively. That's a problem. Your muscles are like sponges, pre and post-workout. And if you're missing out on nourishing them with protein on either end of that spectrum, you're not gonna see as effective results as you could be. If you are short on time, with less than an hour before, I would recommend a shake. Liquids digest faster than solids. So if you're pinched for time, make a protein shake. You can put everything you need in there. A full scoop of most High quality protein powders will equal 25 grams or the equivalent of a four ounce piece of animal protein. If you're looking for good protein powder brands, I have several that I recommend. Garden of Life is a fan favorite. I also like PE Science, MRM, and Vega. So let me know where you're at. I'm happy to help you find the right protein powder for you. Protein, one whole serving before, one whole serving after, non-negotiable. The second very important macronutrient when it comes to an active population is carbohydrate. Now, we've talked about carbs getting a bad rap before. You know that's complete nonsense, especially if you're active. Carbohydrates are your body's primary source of fuel. Meaning, if you ate a meal with protein, carbs, and fats, your body would use carbs first as energy. So to not give your body carbohydrates is like shooting yourself in the foot right before you go to run a marathon. It's just ridiculous, why, why would you do it? You're making it harder on yourself because carbohydrate fuels your training and helps with recovery. So unless you're going for a stroll around the block, it is going to be who of you to make sure that you get smart carbs both before and after your workout. Not only does it help fuel your training, it's also going to help you preserve your muscle and liver glycogen. This tells your brain that you are well fed and helps to retain your muscle retention. That's important. So many of my one-on-one clients come from low carb or no carb diet mentalities. And because of that, they struggle with nighttime snack binges or sweet cravings. What we do is make sure that they're getting consistent smart carbs throughout the day. Amazing results. Their minds are blown when those sweet cravings and those snack binges start to disappear. But it's because now their brain knows that they're well-fed. They are getting the carbohydrates that they need. Carbohydrates also stimulate the release of insulin, which is a good thing because when this is combined with protein, and we already know you're going to get your protein, this improves protein synthesis and prevents protein breakdown. So this is why having carbs by themselves, not the best option. The best option would be protein plus carbohydrates. And that's not gonna be a problem because we're gonna talk about what that looks like. Carbs after your exercise is gonna give you that immediate fuel. So you've just used a lot of fuel during your workout. We wanna make sure that you're recovering so that the next day you're ready to go. This also keeps cortisol down. So for those who don't know, cortisol is our stress hormone. When we're stressed, exercise is a stressor. Our cortisol spikes. And so when we get carbs post-workout, our body feels safe and our cortisol is lower. Which is wonderful. How many carbs you need depends entirely on your goal and your body type. So while protein for a female, generally it's one to two palms of protein pre and post-workout, 25 to 50 grams of protein pre and post-workout, carbohydrates are going to be different. A great place to start would be at least a cupped handful or one serving 20 grams of smart carbs pre and post workout. Anyone who is an endurance athlete, so something like a long distance runner or field hockey or something where you're running and you're going all the time. These individuals need a lot of carbohydrates and will probably feel better with two cupped handfuls or 40 grams of carbs pre and post-workout. Getting most of their diet from carbohydrates, in fact. So 50 to 60, sometimes even 70% of their diet can come from carbs and they respond really, really well to that. Now, most of us probably aren't in that category. Then we fall to the interval athlete. So someone who's doing a mix of strength and cardiovascular, maybe a little bit of HIIT, high-intensity interval training. These individuals respond best to a moderate amount of carbohydrates, probably between 20 and 30 grams pre- and post-workout which might look like one to two cupped handfuls both before and after training. An interval athlete will respond best to about 40% of their daily intake coming from carbohydrate. So that might be something like fruit in your smoothie or oats in your smoothie. It could be whole grain bread or potatoes or rice or quinoa or beans or lentils or the options are endless. Make sure you are getting protein, and carbohydrates, both pre and post-workout. The athlete who doesn't need to focus on carbs as much is the power athlete. So our shot put friends or our power lifting friends, these individuals don't need quite as much carbohydrate and they're gonna increase their fat a little bit. But again, I don't think that's most of us. So I'm speaking to the female who's looking to lose weight, who's probably in the middle somewhere, that interval athlete protein and carbs pre and post-workout. Now, what about fats, right? Like fats get left out. The research on fat before your workout, not helpful. It doesn't help your performance. It doesn't diminish your performance, but it doesn't help you. And it actually slows your digestion. So that's sometimes what leads to that heavy belly feeling when you're working out. If you're getting a lot of fat right before you hit the gym, not a great feeling. If you're a runner and you've ever eaten nuts before you went for a run, you know what I'm talking about, it's a disaster. Fats take a long time to digest. And so if you are looking to then jostle everything in your belly up and down for miles and miles, it's gonna result in like a need to find a bush ASAP. Now, fats do provide you with helpful vitamins and minerals. So I'm not saying don't ever eat fat, but fat before exercise, not all that helpful. Fat after exercise is fine. It's certainly going to add taste to your meal and who doesn't love tasty things? So fat after a workout, totally fine, but most of us do not need a lot of additional fat. Fat is the sneakiest macronutrient, so you're probably getting more than you think you are. In fact, when I have my one-on-one clients keep track of the foods that they're eating, the number one common denominator is, wow, I had no idea that I was eating that much fat. So when consuming fat, try to keep a serving to about a tablespoon or a thumb size. We talked about when two to three hours on either side of your workout. If you're not doing this already, there's a huge window of opportunity for you to enhance your sports nutrition because it could be you're not seeing results because you're not fueling appropriately and or you're not recovering effectively. If you feel like you're not seeing results and you're doing those things, it's likely because you're eating too much. And I know that's really hard to hear. Like nobody wants to hear that they're eating too much, but guys, it's easily done. Fat loss requires sacrifice. Fat loss requires us to be hungry sometimes. And not everyone likes sitting with that. It's a level of discomfort. And I want you to be as satisfied as possible while reaching your sustainable fat loss goal because that's what makes it sustainable. But knowing that I have to be in a deficit, if you are not seeing the scale go down, it's likely because calories are sneaking into your day somewhere. And that could be liquid calories. It could be mindless snacking. It could be that you're just not getting enough protein, enough vegetables, and enough smart carbs. So you end up snacking more on simple carbs and heavy fats, which add up very, very quickly. Another reason why you might not be seeing results is that you have this exercise as punishment mindset. And I talk about this all the time. My coach is actually like, stop talking about mindset. It's boring. Nobody likes hearing about that. But I just can't. I can't stop talking about it because I really do think psychology is the most powerful component when it comes to behavior change. And if your brain is telling you like, oh, got to get this workout in. Like, oh, I got to get to the gym. Like, oh, I won't be able to have that whatever tonight if I don't burn off these 300 calories. You're going to struggle because you're already, you don't have your heart in it. You don't have the right motive and you're probably not gonna get very much out of that workout aside from burning a couple hundred calories, which we already talked about, the fact that you can eat back in two tablespoons of nut butter. So it could be that exercise is punishment mindset is holding you back. It could also be because you're just impatient. (laughs) This is something that I see a lot, especially when it comes to training at the gym. People want muscles like after a week, people want fat loss after eating one salad. And that just doesn't work that way. Friends, a lot of the people you see who you're envious of and who you compare yourself to have been training for decades and I'm serious, decades. Like they started as a student athlete, but then they kept up their lifting habit. They also have made made sure that they're getting enough nutrients on a consistent basis. And that's why they look the way that they do. You can get there without having all that history, but it's going to take time. And so if you're looking at this on a daily basis or even a weekly basis, you've got too narrow of a scope. You need to blow this up. And the same applies for training. You might start training and see a couple pounds of fluctuation, but you're not going to see true lasting results for months. There are elite athletes who go years training for competitions because that's what's required of them to put in the work until they have the results that they're looking for. So buckle in. If this is what you want, it takes grit. You got to keep showing up. And I mean in the kitchen and in the gym. The final reason that you may not be seeing results is consistency. If you're doing these things, you're hitting the gym sometimes, you're getting your pre-workout shaken sometimes, you're food prepping sometimes, you're probably going to have a tough time getting there because consistency wins. What you do most often is what produces results. So if occasionally you have a good week, it's a drop in the bucket. I need what you do most of the time to be goal-supportive. That means you can still enjoy your life and you can skip a workout every once in a while and you can have pizza for dinner sometimes, but most of the time you've got to be fueling your body if you want results. Before we wrap up today's sports nutrition episode, I do want to talk about hydration because a lot of the clients I work with come to me on like coffee IVs not drinking a whole lot of water. And if you're an athlete, that's a problem. If you're not an athlete, that's a problem, but especially if you're an athlete. The rule of thumb is about 20 ounces of water. So one standard water bottle, one to two hours before you exercise. You should be drinking water throughout the day. The rule of thumb is half of your body weight in ounces of water daily. That's a hefty goal. Keep in mind, you also get water from eating fruits and vegetables and things like teas and almond milks and things like that. So... You don't have to drink that much just straight water, but I do need you to drink more than one or two cups of water a day. If you're exercising, that need grows. So 20 ounces of water before you exercise and an additional 10 to 15 ounces within 15 to 30 minutes of your workout. So you should be guzzling a whole 24-ounce water bottle sometime the hour or two before your workout. Now you're sweating when you're working out, so you have to replenish those fluids lost through sweat. So typically about three to six ounces of water every 10 to 20 minutes of your workout is the rule of thumb. So again, if you're working out for an hour, let's say that's another water bottle. And then afterwards you still have to hydrate. So keep in mind, I don't think most of the time the barrier is hydration as to why people aren't seeing results. However, hydration is going to make a world of difference in how you feel. So keep in mind that yes, what I eat is likely most important. And if I'm just an everyday Jane getting to the gym when I can, trying to be healthy, I don't need any aggressive sports nutrition strategies. I don't have to worry about supplements. I don't have to worry about really aggressive nutrition strategies. I just have to focus on my consistency I just have to focus on my patience and making sure that I'm meeting my basic nutritional needs with protein, with carbohydrates, and with a little fat. That's it. So, while this podcast episode is a little bit more detailed for some of my more advanced clients and athletes and those of you tuning in, don't let it overwhelm you because. You don't need to get very complex in order to see results. Consistency before complexity. And you will get there. What to eat, how much to eat, always context specific and individual to you. Your biggest takeaways here should be what is the purpose behind my workouts? What's the goal? Why am I training? Do I even know? The second question I want you to answer is, am I fueling appropriately for my workouts? Am I recovering effectively from my workouts? Do I feel confident with the quantity of food that I'm eating? Is that allowing me to see progress? And do I feel confident with the quality of foods that I'm eating? If you can answer all of those questions affirmatively and you feel confident and you're still not seeing results, check your consistency. Are you really showing up? as much as you think you are? Are you just impatient and you need to put in a few more reps in order to see the progress you want? And then if you're still not seeing progress and you are doing all those things, come have a chat with me because we can figure this out together. Everything is individual to you and your body. So I'm not gonna sit here and tell you exactly what to eat and exactly what those meals should look like because I don't know what your taste buds love and I don't know what's realistic for you and your grocery budget. I am helping you come up with a template. You get to fill it in with what works for you and your beautiful body. As always, friends, if I can help you do this in any way, please reach out. Hit me up via email, find me on social media, and let's chat. I'm going to ask a favor of you. If you loved this episode, if you learned something from this episode, please snap a screenshot, share this on social media, and tag me, Nutrition with Nicole, so that I know you're tuning in, but I can follow along with your journey as well. Nutrition is the power behind our workouts. If we're working out and we're not focusing on what we're putting in, we can't expect results. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Health, Wealth, and Wisdom Podcast. If you like what you heard today, be sure to rate, review, and subscribe, and then head on over to nutritioncoachingwithnicole.com where you can sign up for my weekly emails where I send out my favorite tips, tricks, advice, and support every single Monday morning to help you kick your week off right. Thanks for listening. Until next time.